Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Okay, I think we're finally on to like the regular chapters, but honestly, it's probably going to go back and forth and be so confusing anyways. Huh? Whoever's like reading these podcast um, chapters are going to be like, is this girl crazy? And I'm going to be like, I can't answer that, but this is really how the chapters go. <laughs> this isn't what it looks like. Secret series by? Miss Bosch. Book number? Four. Mm-hmm. Chapter number? Um, chapter 12, Here Goes Nothing. Mm-hmm. And page number? 20, no. <laughs> 268. Yep. 268. Okay. That is correct. Max Ernest had never seen Cass's house look like this. Her mom, Melanie, was one of the neatest people Max Ernest knew. It had been strange enough to, f- to find the front of the door unlocked with unread newspapers strewn about around it. But to see dishes piled in the sink and even on the counter and on the table, the house looked almost as cluttered as Cass's grandfather's store. One spot in the kitchen was, that wasn't completely in disarray was the refrigerator. Max Ernest and Cass had no longer devised a special, random-looking way of arranging the magnetic letters on the refrigerator to make it easier for leaving codes for each other. In normal times, Cass had to recognize the letters on an almost nightly basis because her mother compulsively alphabetized them during each day and yet there they were just as Cass had left them two weeks had gone by and Cass's without Cass's mother touching the letters clearly Melanie was not herself on the stove a teapot was whistling Max Ernest got the sense that the water inside had been boiling for a while he turned off the flame tea Tea is just the ticket, Cass's grandpa Larry walked into the kitchen muttering to himself. Oh, I wonder if it's so messy because the grandfathers have been there. Oh, And he looked at the tea kettle, perturbed. Why did I think I heard it whistling? Max coughed. Oh, hi, Grandpa Larry. Larry's eyes lit up. Well, if it isn't young Master Max, what a stroke of luck, Larry offered his hand with forced jovility. Wayne, Melanie, get down here and see what... What? Who that sneaky old cat dragged in? Looks like we can go in, out after all. He called upstairs behind him. I was going to see about getting a nurse to sit with Cass while we took her mother to dinner, but I feel much better if you were here, he explained. What that girl needs right now is to be surrounded by people who love her, not more medical professionals. Max Ernest was shocked to, by the sight of Cass's mother. Her dark raccoon-like circles around her eyes, Clothes hung loosely on her shoulders. Her hair was stringy. If you didn't know any better, you'd think she was she, not her daughter, was the patient. Larry and Wayne, in contrast, had trimmed their long, unruly beards and looked much more clean and pressed than usual. If grief and anxiety had made Cass's mother fall to pieces, it had almost reversed, had almost had a reverse effect on them. Wait, it's okay. That's just explanations. <laughs> this is something that we'll do in the reading reading club. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wait. I, know, I want to see what it looks like. Oh, okay, you want to see? Okay. It's the tea. 
and how messy, like messy kitchen. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Oh. Um, mm, did I... Tr- what was that? My mouth. Oh, my gosh. What the... Okay. <laughs> Were you, like, swallowing weird or something and your tongue got stuck? Okay. No, I'm trying to itch right here. Oh. Where my Um. They Okay. Effect had the opposite effect on them, a reverse effect on them. They were rising to the occasion, it seemed, taking care of Melanie, not just Cass. It took Cass's grandfathers over an hour to convince Cass's mother to leave the house for an for under an hour. We need to put some meat back on your bones, said Wayne. You look like you haven't eaten in weeks. That's because I haven't. How could I? Especially now, she broke off. Do you think that's what Cass would want for you to waste away? Asked Larry heatedly. You know how conscious she is of keeping everybody's blood sugars up, said Wayne. Just in case you have to deal with a sudden electrical fire or an earthquake or a nuclear attack. Right, Max Ernest? Max Ernest nodded. This was absolutely true. Cass was always trying to get everybody's energy supply high. We're taking you out for a burger right now, and then we'll be back, and I'm cleaning up this kitchen, said Larry. Oh, it was her mom that was messy. This place looks worse than the gallery on board of the warden of, of the warden warren harding i remember once when i was in the navy i had to cook for 600 met sea 600 seamen and sudden storm rocked the ship and my giant vat of chili spilled over the entire deck it took me three days to clean but i max Ernest looked confusedly at larry navy i thought you were in the army details details when young man are you going to learn to enjoy a good story Eventually, Melanie succumbed to the pressure. She agreed to go to dinner, but not without grilling Max Ernest first. You really need to know how to read the the heart monitor. You really know how to re- read the heart monitor. Yes, I swear. I remember. Remember how many times I've been to the hospital. I'm an expert. I don't want you to be an expert. I just want you to make sure her heart isn't beating too fast or too slow. Okay, or too unevenly. Has has got to be even. Got it. And don't touch the IV. Whatever you do, don't. You may think you're a medical expert. But you're you're not a nurse. I know I'm not. I mean, I won't. If there's any irregularity at all, anything, call me right away. Okay. Is it Max Ernest? Yeah. Okay. Even if you think it's not important. Even if she blinked, call me. Definitely. Even if she twitches. Absolutely. And if she mumbles anything, I'll call you. Yes, immediately. And write down what she says, too. Okay, I'll write it down. I'm very serious, Max Ernest. I know you are. Even if you don't agree, recognize the words, write it down. Write down the sounds. Okay. Even if it doesn't sound like a word, it just sounds like a breath or a sigh. Okay. And if you have, and you have Larry's number just in case you don't have you can't get me for some reason. Yes. And Wayne's, uh-huh. But it's but they never leave their phones on. What? Nothing. And if you and if you can't get any of his phone phone every neighbor on the street th- next to the refrigerator. Oh, every number on the street that the, the Every number on the street is next to the refrigerator. And also, the number on the police is the nearest hospital. The number of the police in the nearest hospital and the city council office and the school and the prison control. Poison control. Okay. But don't poison her. No poison. Got it. Of course. And there, if there's a real emergency, you should call 911 first. Do you have that number? Um, isn't it 911? Please don't get smart with me right now, Max Ernest. Sorry, I wasn't trying to be smart. You confused me. That's all. I knew this was a bad idea. Come on, Melanie," said Larry. "We're only going to be three minutes away." It's, um, it's an <laughs> Before she could say another word, he and Wayne each took an arm and escorted her out the door. 
Well, here goes nothing, said Max Ernest to the empty room, bracing himself for his visit with the silent girl upstairs. And he has the monocle. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, next chapter. Oh, my God. What? It's, I saw the chapter number. Is it a crazy one? Yeah. Oh, come on. Here we go again. This is going to get wild. <laughs>